Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. Okay, time to do the adventure called Keldra's Tomb. Finding your way to the long lost tomb of Keldra was the easy part. Only in the musty gloom of the ancient crypt will your true challenge begin. And we begin. The Dragon's Den. A musty, cluttered shop in Gladwong's End. The rumours are true. Or, so it seems. Tipped off by a fellow adventurer, who thought that better of venturing off into the end. You arrived at the Dragon's Den in search of a recently acquired map. Its property was said to be peddling. What is the end then? There are those who say Gadawong's End is the most dangerous area of Twistrithic's notoriously dangerous nor- northern district. Such sediment is not without warrant. The relatively small section of the city's northern district that is known as Gadwong's End, or The End, to the locals, has earned a foul reputation over the years as a haven for murdery, robber, and general mayhem. Once the stomping grounds of a notorious rogue named Gladwong, now long dead, The End remains a brutal reminder of the city's vile and shadowy underbelly. It's a place of voted by nearly all, including most of the city's guardsmen. The shopkeeper, a thin, unkempt man named Lourout, seems reluctant to admit that he'd ever heard of such a map. When it becomes obvious you might be willing to purchase it, he quickly produces a furled piece of tattered paper bound with a single silver thread. Leads to some sort of tube or whatnot, says the thin, unkempt merchant, his fingers twitching nervously along the edges of the world maps. You can't see it either. Not until you buy it. And it won't come cheap either. According to the rumours that led you to this shop, the map in question details the location of the ruins of the tomb of Keldra. A sorceress who lived and died more than 400 years ago. Some of the legends surrounding Kildra's life, and her untimely death, indicate the Master Mage was entombed with a powerful trio of magical wings. 
a tempting prize for those willing to brave the dire perils that might be found inside the crypt of the suspected necromancer. To the best of your knowledge, her crypt has never been found, or, perhaps more likely, anyone who found it and dared enter it may never have returned to tell of it. The notion is a sobering one, but not enough to dissuade you from inquiring about the map. How this peddler came to possess what you've been told is the map that leads to Caldra's tombs beyond you, but you're steadfastly determined you're quiet, if for no other reason than to satisfy your own piqued curiosity, and maybe test the veracity of certain ages-old tales. Lewitt clears his throat, and a sound smile snaps you back to the present. The merchant's proffered smile, a crooked, insincere expression, prompts you to want to tackle the business at hand and be done with this place. So I can ask how he came by the map. Or I could just get to the business at hand and cry about purchasing it. Asked to see the map, well, it's not going to let us see the map. Obviously, he's not going to do that. No point even clicking that. Attempt to steal the map later. Well, I mean, I do try to stay on the straight and narrow. Or attempt to acquire the map by other means. Oh, right. Hmm. What are these other means? Somewhat confident the merchant has likely employed, employed underhanded means in attaining the map, the map. You contemplate how you might best effectively relieve him of the ill-gotten prize. So there's quite a few options here. I could just beat him up and take the map. No, 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 no I'm not going to do that. That would be quite rude. And also I'll get a reputation. I think all any other mer merchants that have, you know, maps to new dungeons, they'll probably um, stay clear with me. And that, I know that'll cause problems. And of course, it's it's, it's it's criminal. So the other options are diplomacy, divination, shadow magic, telekinesis, or law. Hmm. Let's give telekinesis a shot. It failed. Your attempt to acquire the map ends in a debacle, with Luat angrily accusing you of attempting to illicitly attain the map. You can go and employ your tactics somewhere else, he growls. I've no use for someone not willing to trade on a level. Off with you! In the midst of the merchant's bluster, you never hear the soft footfalls stealing up behind you. Oh, I'm going to be squished. You... Suddenly, a sharp pain explodes through your body as a lengthy blade is plunged into your back. As you crumple to the floor in agony, the last thing, the last thing you see before death robs you of your sight is the emotionless face of the shopkeeper, his cold gaze frozen on your closing eyes. Oh, 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 and oh, I, I'm dead again. You can't, can't continue right now. I'm, I'm dead at the moment, but not for long. Well, yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm leaning towards. Uh, let's uh, uh, just get get that map legitimately. All right. Okay. Well, next time we'll just try diplomacy. But that's it. That is it. That is the last time. All right. Caldra's tomb. Oh yeah. We're, we're gonna get this map. To the tomb, other means, diplomacy. Succeeded. You you initiate an intense session of bargaining with Lorat. The merchant seems to enjoy bartering. Before long, you find yourself involved in a heated negotiation with a master trader. Maintaining your composure, or cleverly employing a bevy of persuasive tricks, you managed to convince Luot to part with the map for just 50 gold. Oh my. Now this would be criminal if it wasn't technically legal. 
you quickly desire to allow Luat a chance to we with no desire to allow Luat a chance to rethink things, you quickly pay him. Okay, I, I managed to get away with it that time. And there goes my 50 gold. Well, plenty more where that came from. Lewis accepts your board and promptly hands you the furled piece of paper. Don't go getting yourself killed or anything foolish like that, he says. I don't know that my conscience would allow me peace if something along those lines would happen. Hmm. Uh, I'm not quite so sure about your sincerity there, since uh, I, I got killed uh, it, uh, last time. I tried. Hmm. Well, anyway. Stepping away from the merchant, you remove the silver thread and carefully unfurl the tattered piece of paper. An elaborate map. Some of it quite faded. It's marked in black on the paper's aged yellow surface. Your eyes follow a meandering, dotted path that leads into the dense forest east and north of Twithick. A gruesome skull is inked onto the paper at the trail's end. You now know where to find Caledra's tomb. Behind you, Luart clears his throat. You turn to find the peddler peering over your shoulder. I, I thought I walked away. I thought I stepped a bit further, but no, not far enough. Rather unfortunate to find that sort of thing on a map, he says. Glancing sideways at you. A skull? I suppose it might mean anything. Nothing good, though. Probably. Well, I'm sure you know what it's all about. Suddenly, and inexplicably eager to leave the shop, you bid Lewitt farewell and make your way back out onto the street. The instant the shop door closes your heels, a profound stench of relief washes over you. Though you can't quite put your finger on it, you're left with a nagging and unsettling feeling. You've narrowly avoided something altogether sinister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know about that. Because <laughs> I died the first time. Without delay, you hurry away from the shop. The map to Claire's tomb now among your belongings. You're now in possession of the map that would lead you to Claire's tomb. You can make your way to the tomb by selecting the travel option in Twithick and choosing Cloudra's Tomb under Locations near Twithick. Okay, now, I guess I'll save again, because there is risks, <laughs> as you know, with just trying to get that map, or expense. Risks or expense. I, I think if I just paid the money, there probably wouldn't have been any risks. But, okay, Western City of Twithick. Caldra's tomb. While making your way through the forest, the location marked on the map, required in Gladwang's end. As you draw nearer to what the map shows as the supposed location of Caldra's long hidden tomb, you begin to find yourself plagued with the feeling that someone or something is watching you. With this unsettling notion for amongst your thoughts, you now and again stop to carefully survey your surroundings. Each time, however, the serene woodlands around you offer little to boister your nagging suspicion. Your quiet vigilance is met only with the calls of forest birds, the chatter and buzz of insects, and the rattle of leaves as gentle breezes drift through the lofty reaches of ancient hardwoods. Nothing seems amiss. Allowing yourself a brief, brief, brief respite as you near what you hope will be the tomb, you sit down on a large rock, overlooking a shallow ravine, and stare out onto the tangled swath of forest that lies between you and the spot marked on the map. Suddenly, a soft, feminine voice slips into your right ear. It's a voice you've heard before, though you can't immediately recall when or where. Don't turn around. It is preferred that we don't see each other. At least, not yet. Your pulse quickens upon hearing the whisper directed. As you're immediately aware, it's the voice of your mysterious rescuer, the unknown woman who aided your escape from the bandits, 
who took you captive after ambushing you in the coach in which you were travelling. It's been a while, whispers the, whispers the voice, and our worlds have diverged. But that was suspect, expected. You're still in great danger, though, even if we refuse to see it. Intrigued by what she just said, he resists the temptation to spin and face her, but instead inquire about the great danger she mentioned. This time, her whisper is delivered to your left ear. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and we met her in your very, very, very first adventure. And she was equally mysterious that time. It wasn't some accidental circumstance that led you to that shop, she says, making an obvious reference to Dragon's Den, Galois End. You were... You were meant to get into that coach. I know I told you as much before. You were also meant to acquire the map. I led you here. Yes, the tomb is closed. Just over yonder a bit. I've taken the liberty of clearing the surface. I, I hope you don't mind. You certainly won't have any trouble finding it now. You ask her how she's involved in all this, and how it is that your decision to seek out, enter, and explore Kiara's tomb is related. Decision to board the coach that was attacked. Related? The whisper finds its way into your white ear. I don't recall ever going so far as to say they were related. Destined, yes. Related? That is a matter that will be sorted out, I suppose. But not one worthy of any lengthy consideration just now. Before you can ask her something else, her voice, barely above a whisper, returns in your right ear. You'll almost certainly find what you're looking for in that place. You're seeking her three wings, aren't you? It's quite likely they're waiting there to be found. It won't be easy. These sort of things rarely are. I might just have a lot of help I can provide you. Here, okay, what are her three wings? Alright, Keldra. Well, since we're going into her tomb, I guess it's the, be the best that we actually know a bit about her first. The subject of many of several well-known legends. The sorcerer stone only as Keldra was a powerful mage, famous for crafting a trio of magical wings which she purposely used to aid her in the study of the arcade. It has long been suspected that Kildra's scholarly examination of various facets of Arcania was a wound designed to hide her true ambition. That of a necromancer consumed with defeating the looming prospect of her own demise. Beset from childhood with a wide range of serious afflictions, Kyoja sought to extend her life through his study and use of magic. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Some people believe that the young spellcaster dangerously pursued various secrets within the realm of necromancy and became ensnared by a malevolent entity that insidiously took control of her. Despite the dark rumours that swirled about her for most of her life, Crowdraw attacked a large and devoted following of expiring mages. She formed her own small but loyal order of spellcasters, which often found itself at odds with the Grey Circle. When she died, a victim of a mysterious disease at 25 years of age, her followers constructed a hidden tomb in which to inter her body. To this day, Nearly 400 years after her death, a crypt has yet to be discovered. It is thought that Kyaldra's three magical wings were buried with her in a hidden tomb. Some of the darker legends concerning Kyaldra indicate that when she died, several of her most trusted followers were murdered and interred with her, so they would be able to serve her after death suggesting the sources have possibly achieved the ability to return from the grave. I guess that kind of was a plan all along, sort of. You know, a bit more bony than the original plan, but I guess that's a success. You know, other than accidentally being 
hijacked by a malevolent evil from deep within the Neverness, but yeah, you take what you can, I guess. The insignia of the Order of Mages found by Kildra is a coiled serpent, and I think we'll be seeing that soon. Alright. A dull metallic, metallic, metallic object being placed behind you. A rock upon which you're seated picks your interest. But before you can turn to see what it is, the unknown woman's whispering voice slips into your ear. Take it after I've gone, whiskers issues a soft voice. I think you'll come to no use for it. Find, the, find those wings. I've no doubt you will. After all, unless we're very much mistaken, you're meant to do so. After a nearly a minute long silence, you realise the mysterious woman you've now twice encountered but never seen is gone. You stand up and turn around, your keen eyes immediately scouring the forest in every direction, seeking any sign of a soft-spoken stranger. There was none to be had. Resting on a broad rock upon which you were seated is the object that was placed here for you. An engraved iron cube, almost as large as your fist. The black metal cube, each of its sides adorned with engravings of skulls, seems unusually cold to the touch. Believing the curious object may somehow prove useful, you carefully place it amongst your other belongings. It's an iron cube of skulls. It's got an encumbrance of one. The engraved, engraved skulls adorn each side of the iron cube. The cube, almost the same size as your fist, is unusually cold to the touch. You find yourself beset with a lingering sense of unease following your encounter with the whispering woman. Someone you've yet to catch even a glimpse of. Though there is nothing to indicate that her motives, or those of the we to whom she alluded, perhaps inadvertently, or in any way nefarious, something about your pair of timely meetings with the woman suggests her outless expressions of selfless concern mask other carefully hidden and less well-intentioned designs. Only a short way through the forest from the site of your unexpected encounter, you reach the spot marked on the map. There. Several heaps of freshly overturned earth. There. Next to several heaps of freshly overturned earth is a set of cracked stone steps, steeply... Steeply uh, arriving... Descending steeply and arriving at a landing before a stall, tall stone door. Much of the undergrowth that must have previously covered this swath has been hacked away and leaped, heaped into several tall spars. Uh, th thank you, thank you. That, that saves me a lot of work. As she stated, your mysterious ally seems to have cleared the entrance to for you. You're standing deep in the forest, north and east of Twithick, the entrance to Kildra's tomb. A set of cracked steps descend sharply into the earth, before arriving at a landing before a tall stone door, which stands ajar. Time to enter the tomb. You can also rest here, but you could just eat more. You could just quickly go to Druthic itself and have a proper rest. Enter the tomb. You reach the bottom of the steps and examine the tall stone door. The massive slab, its worn surface bearing several intricately engraved symbols, stands ajar. There's easy enough room for one or more people to squeeze past. All indications are someone, at some point, must have discovered and entered the tomb, giving you to wonder if its contents indeed remain intact. Though she made no mention of it, you can't help but think that maybe the unknown woman you've now twice encountered opened the door for you, and perhaps even went into the tomb herself. These unanswered questions do little to diminish your eagerness to explore what is purported to be Kildra's resting place. With your light in hand, you cautiously edge your, edge your way around the partially open door, making your first venture into the musty, 
gloom-filled confines of the ancient crypt. You're standing just inside the entrance of the tomb. Light from the forest splashes around, in around the partially open door, but as little to combat the pervasive gloom that fills these ancient passages. To the west, a broad corridor extends into darkness. Head west along the corridor. Okay, we've got alcoves to the north and south. I'm near the western side. Well, eastern side. A massive figure of iron, its square head nearly touching the ceiling, stands in a broad alcove at the back of this circular chamber. The face of a ten-foot behemoth, engraved on the pitted metal cube that serves as its head, bears a hideous frozen scowl. After examining the towering figure for several moments, you turn and make your way out of the tomb. Now, that is a statue, and it is in a tomb. Which of course means, at some point, it's going to come to life. And here's another one. Well, of course. Symmetry. Gotta have symmetry. I keep going west, suddenly. You nearly stumble upon something lying in the centre of the corridor. A closer examination of the object reveals it to be a leather pack. The large bag is in an advanced state of decay, suggesting it has lain here for many years. After moving the satchel with your foot, which serves to tear it a bit, you carefully investigate its contents. In the remains of the leather bag, you discover a pouch which contains a small quantity of gold, just 11, which is a very small quantity. You also find two daggers and a curious piece of blue garnet somewhat crudely shaped like a hand. Alright, there's this dagger, it's inferior, leave it, sturdy dagger, take it. They're just generic daggers. After examining the hand-shaped piece of garment, garnet, you carefully tuck it in amongst your other belongings and prepare to set off on your way. Alright, let's examine it. This curious, it's got encumbrance of one. This curious piece of blue garnet is shaped somewhat crudely, like a hand. How curious. Yeah, I'll probably do something in here. Alright, there's another Benamoff. And another Benamoff. Alright. Alright, past, past that corridor. Now we're into the tomb proper. Alright, this tomb has. Suddenly, picking a number, well, I was going to explain it, but suddenly I walked into something. Pick a number. Bonus of 30, 14 from Feathery, 10 from Aura, 6 from Luck. Got to get 75 or more, or bad things will happen. Pick now. 123 success. At almost the last possible moment, you spot and avoid a carefully concealed trap in this section of the corridor. After carefully positioning yourself, making certain you aren't in any harm's way, you spring the snare, ensuring it no longer has any chance of taking you by surprise when you next pass along this length of the passage. You watch in horror as several thick streams of black ooze suddenly pour out of holes in the ceiling, sizzling as they form a broad pile on the fl- puddle on the floor. Thankful- Thankfully, your actions have spared you Spared you a potentially deadly encounter with a sinister trap. It's taking a few moments to search the immediate vicinity for any further traps and finding none, you once again resume your exploration of the tomb. Okay, so this the, this tunnel head has the eastern section with the gut with the, the statues which are almost certainly going to come to life. There's a western section which will lead into the main part and in the middle there's two overlapping circles on top of each other and and little passages in each corner all right i'll start with the northeast passage suddenly oh same trick again pick now yes right, almost, almost the last possible moment you spot and avoid a carefully concealed trap in the section of the corridor. After carefully positioning yourself, making searching right in harm's way, you spring the snare, ensuring that it no longer has any chance of taking you by surprise. 
when you pass next along this length of passage. You wince as over a dozen metal darts streak out of the shadows on either side of the hall, clattering sharply as they strike and bounce off the walls. Thankfully, your actions have spared you a potentially deadly encounter. Encounter with a sinister trap. Whew, two different traps already. After taking a few moments to search the immediate vicinity for any further traps, and finding none, you once again resume your exploration of the tomb. Alright, let's go to keep going. Northeast side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. A raised block of stone dominates the centre of this small chamber. Set into the centre of this top of the stone block is a shallow square impression. Engraved skulls, many of them adorned and hideous, surround the outer edge of this block. Okay. Alright, use an item, it's probably that. That skull I got, the Iron Cube skulls. Use it. The instant you fit, you fit the Iron Cube into the impression, a stabbing pain shoots up your arm and surges through you, causing you to gasp in agony and stumble back from the stone block. 14 damage. I also lost all my magic. Once the pain has subsided, you cautiously approach the stone block and remove the Iron Cube from the impression. Alright, I hope that did something. Now let's go to the other side, the southeast side. Same check, checking check again. Bonus 30, success 75, 68 failure. You've just sprung a carefully concealed trap. A massive iron blade swings down from the ceiling, cutting a head-eye arc across the passage. The blade thus misses decapitating you and instead carves into your shoulder. As you twist away from its deadly swipe. Ugh. How did they know to make it so long? With my head so low. Oh, no, I must have been hopping along. Got really high when it swung down unexpectedly. Yeah, that's it. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. I was just over. I was just so excited about exploring this tube that I hopped really high. Well, it's a crocodile, really. Gah! I'm missing up all my persons. <laughs> anyway, 13 stamina points is done. Bloodied. With stabbing veins shooting through your shoulder and along your arm. You stroke along the passage, thankful to survive the deadly trap. And my magic's gone, so I can't even heal it quickly. Alright, so southeast corner. 
A way stone block dominates the centre of this small chamber. Set into the centre of the top of the block is a shallow square impression. The engraved skulls, many of them de deformed and hideous, surround the outer edge of the block. Well, let's use that cube again. The instant you fit the iron cube into the impression, a stabbing pain shoots up your, your arm and surges through you, causing you to grasp in agony as you stumble back from the stone block. Once the pain has subsided, you cautiously approach the stone block and remove the iron cube from the impression. Suddenly, suddenly a faint scraping sound reaches your ears from somewhere far off in the musty gloom. After just a few moments, the unsettling noise fades, leaving you once again surrounded by the eerie silence of the tomb. Alright, I don't have to go there again. The shadows stir. A sharp clattering and a series of grim hisses echo out of the darkness ahead as an armour-clad skeleton staggers into view. The fearless undead guardian, its waggy ta tabard still bearing the faded insignia of its long-dead master, lurches towards you, brandishing its ancient weapon. Well, of course they're all undead. It is a tomb, after all. And no one's going to respect your tomb if you don't have someone dead in it. And all the other, all the other ghosts would be like, "What? You call that a tomb? There's no undead wandering it. That's terrible." I mean, yeah, you're not going to be invited to the undead social clubs with all where all the cool ghosts hang out and uh, be incredibly smug and say, oh, "Look at that Joker! He's breathing! <laughs> Look at that! He's, he's he's having to keep brushing his lungs down and out. Oh, such a pine, isn't it? Look at that guy! He's breathing." And he has to poo. Ah, silly living people. It's such a bother. Such a bother. <laughs> They're living. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the snooty, snooty ghost club. Which you, which you don't get invited to if your tomb doesn't have any undead in it. Skeleton guardian, anyway. Hisses, hisses as it slashes at you. Brutal stroke for 13 damage. Brutal stroke for 14 damage. You know what? I'm got after this battle, which is 13 XP. You step back from the pile of shattered bone at your feet. The skeletal bark guardian, a faithful servant of the sorcerers, both in life and after death, is no more. After taking a few moments to check over your equipment. You once again set off along the corridor. Your every sense on edge. Alright. Let's get back. Let's get back. Get back. Get back to Twithic. Have a nap. Leave the tomb. You're standing deep in the forest, north and east of Twithic, at the entrance to Calder's tomb. A set of cracked steps descend deep, steeply into the earth before arriving at a landing before a tall stone door which stands ajar. What if I west nearby? You select a nearby spot, which you deem relatively safe, and set about getting some much-needed rest that only restores stamina points. Rejuvenated, you spend a few moments checking over your gear before preparing to set off on your way. No, 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 all my magic's gone. Gotta go to Trethek, find a tavern, have a nap, make sure... Make sure I don't violate curfew and all that. Having a nap. Yeah, so make my way to a tavern. Yes, have to explain. Yes, I am a talking toad. No, this isn't a wizard trick. I'm not being. I'm not a. No, I'm not a familiar. No, I'm not. Yes, yes, it was a curse. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not even really that interested in curing anymore. I can jump like really high as a toad. <laughs> and, and I can sneak into places. Yes, and, and I don't have to cut my hair because I don't have any hair. Which, that saves so much time when you don't have hair. Yes, and I really blend in when I'm in forests. Oh, I spend a lot of time in forests. Uh, yes. 
Don't worry, don't worry. Right. I got lots of gold. Yeah, yeah, just just is my pull it out of my my, my backpack. What you want? Yes, lots of gold. <laughs> what? What? Just the free? <laughs> okay. What? Oh yeah. Yeah, Sir Crokington, well, I, I get a, you get to put a little sign up saying Sir Crokington has wested in this inn. Well, okay, okay. Oh, uh, anyway, now, now she's fully restored. Yep, yep, this is one of the, <laughs> yep, which of course made that whole trap that drains your health and magic kind of Kind of pointless, mechanically speaking. Narratively speaking, it thumps on the sense, and I guess in in edge cases it could it could undo you, but it is a slight inconvenience. But still, it's not it's not making the dungeon really hard, unless you insist on not going back and doing it in one. Anyway, entering the tomb. Here we are. Past the big statues, you're so gonna come to life. You're so gonna come to life. All right, making my way. All right. A sh the shadows stir, a sharp crackling, a series of grim hisses issue out of the darkness ahead as an armor-clad skeleton staggers into view. Oh, yeah, it's another skeletal guardian. Just gonna stab that to pieces. Stabity stab 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 stab. There you go. There you go. Thirteen XP. Pile of pile of bones. Well, I just, I've probably got to fight a lot of these. All right, here's another check. Bonus thirty, success seventy-five. Pick now. Seventy-six success. Oh, that was close. Almost the last possible moment. No, 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 no. Not almost the last possible moment. The exact last moment. You spot and avoid a clearly heavily concealed trap in this section of the corridor. After after carefully positioning yourself, making certain you aren't in harm's way, we spring the stair, ensuring that it no longer has any chance of taking you by surprise when you next pass along this length of passage. You watch with a mix of fascination and horror as a massive iron blade sweeps down from the ceiling, cutting a head-eye arc across the wall. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, this one, it human head-eye, so I could just go walking wide under it, not having any problems unless I jump too high. Thankfully, your actions have spared you a potentially deadly encounter with the sinister trap. After taking a few moments to search the immediate vicinity for further traps and finding none, you once again resume your exploration of the tomb. There'll be more traps. Alright. Oh, it's another skeletal guardian. Just stab, 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 stab. It is slain. 13 XP. Right in the southwest corner, an engraving on the north wall of the alcove depicts three fingers, each fitted with a wing, beneath a much larger finger, also fitted with a wing. Okay, okay, what? What can? What is this? Did the wings fusing? All the wing bearers fusing? Yeah, well, probably means something. Here's another skeletal guardian. You're not really good at this. I mean, I'm already here. Oh, maybe you should, like, shut the door instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. If you want to keep people out, shut and bolt the door. Oh, oh no. I'm giving more advice to my enemies. I'm always doing that. I'm always doing that. I really should keep, stop doing that. Oh, well. I, I don't think they can hear. Probably. But admittedly, those... A bit of those goblins kind of had in, what improving in Seven Goblins Part Four. <laughs> sort of heard, but yeah. 
Alright, so check again, bonus 30, success 25, 75, pick now. 105, success. Oh, oh, it's just another blade trap. Shring, 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 shring. I know it stopped. Yep, and it's just there. And now the only way I can hurt myself is I jump into it too fast. Or a skeleton throws me into it. But I, I don't think the skeletons really go for the whole grappling thing. Grapples and throws. Alright, what's in the northwest corner? Another skeletal guardian. Oh, there's a brutal stroke. But nevertheless, it is slain. Another 13 XP. Engraving on the south wall of the small alcove depicts three linked circles inside a larger circle. Okay, that means something. Three wings in one. Something, something. Skeletal guardian. Alright. Stabity stab, stab, stab. Brutal stroke about 10 damage, but still, it is slain. How many skeletal guardians do you have, Kildra? Because you have less now. Oh, right, and yeah, and slain. Alright. A sense of dread descends upon you. Your movement along the passage comes to an abrupt halt as a hideous figure emerges out of the darkness ahead. Its arrival immediately preceded by a profound sense of dread. A decayed corpse, clad in tattered leather wenements, wielding a sword the jagged, rusted blade moans loudly as it ambles towards you. As the undead abomination closes in, you suddenly take notice of something dangling on an iron chain around its fleshless neck. It's a piece of blue garnet shaped like, like, shaped like a hand, almost identical to the object you recently discovered. Hmm, curious, curious. You draw yourself into combat ready stance as a sword wielding undead fiend bears down upon you. Its ghostly moans echoing across the corridor. Well, this isn't just some regular minion. This is the chief. The chief guard. The champion. The warden of the door. And all sorts of things. But still, it's an undead fiend. Slashes at you, I stab at it, and it is slain. 21 XP. Your undead foe staggers back beyond the range of your attacks, gasping loudly as a thick stream of black ooze seeps from the walking corner of its mouth. 21 XP. Much to your dismay, instead, collapsing to the floor of the passage as you expected it would, the hideous creature retreats along the passage and disappears into the gloom. Within just a few moments, the sounds of his laboured breathing and chilling moans fades away, replaced by an eerie silence, but it will be back. You spend a few minutes checking over your gear and waiting to see if the undead fiend is going to return. At last, ready to move on, you set off along the passage, your eyes warily scouring every shadow. Alright, northeast corner. What oh yeah, yeah that was an, that was that was the cube shaped hole. Yeah we've been in all the corners now. Alright. A sense of dread again assails you. Once more you draw to a halt as the hideous sword wielding undead fiend appears out of the gloom ahead. Its sudden appearance filling you with an overwhelming sense of dread. As the moaning corpse amb ambles towards you, your gaze again falls upon the hand-shaped piece of garnet dangling from the iron chain around its neck. Hmm. I think that's important. And thus, the thing that's exactly like the one he he's got is also important. Begin combat with the undead fiend. Slashes at you. Keep slashing, I keep stabbing, and it is slain. But I don't think it's going to stick. 21 XP. 
As before, the undead fiend stumbles back, gasping and hissing as the thick black ooze seeps out of the many wounds, whittling its watching shell. The grim snarl, the vile creature retreats into darkness, swiftly vanishing from sight. I check it's not coming back quite yet. Okay. What happens if I go west? A sense of dread returns. A moan shatters the silence. It's a hideous undead fiend. Once again, staggers out the darkness ahead. It's a rival filling you with a profound sense of dread. Once again, you take note of the hand-shaped piece of blue garnet dangling from the iron chain around its neck. As your undead foe bears down on you, you notice, much to dismay, that it's begun to mimic your combat manoeuvres. Which means that he has become scaled. He's, fortunately, he's grey-scaled. The undead fiend slashes at you. Got to get an 8-plus hit. Particularly brutal stroke for 13 damage, but still, slain. And then just 6 XP. As before, the undead fiend stumbles back, gasping and hissing as a thick stream of ooze seeps out of the many wounds, whittling its watting shell. With a grim snarl, the vile creature begins to retreat along the passage, slowly retreating into the darkness. Okay, item can be used. Well, it's that hand-shaped blue garnet, of course. You draw out and hold up the hand-shaped blue garnet. Almost immediately, the retreating undead fiend stops and turns back towards you moaning and hissing as its head pivots to face the object you boldly revealed. Slowly, it's moaning now a little more than a faint murmur, the gruesome fiend staggers towards you along the passage. As it closes in, the hideous creature lowers its sword and holds out its left hand. You surmise the wizened the corpse wants to take possession of your hand-shaped blue garnet. So, my options are one away, one away, which is one away once, but I'm doing it really fast so it looks like it's twice. Attack the undead fiend. If I wanted to do that, I'd just do that. I'd have done that before. Place the blue garnet on the floor, or hand the blue garnet to the undead creature. Yeah, yeah you know what? When you're, when you're undead, it really, really wecks your knees. Really does. Probably. So you don't want to go on the floor because then you bend and, and then you then you stiffen up and then and then you stop because and then you stop for the next thousand years permanently bent. You know until you know until someone comes or says, "Oh, oh, you're stuck permanently bent. Oh, let me fix that." <laughs> oh, thank you, thank thank you. You say, but it actually comes around as. <laughs> Yeah, just give, give give the give the garnet. With the piece of garnet resting in your palm, well, okay, probably not like that. I just hop up, book, block it in his hand. You hold your wheeler, hoping it will realise you're offering it to him. The gruesome corpse, hissing softly, lurches up and takes the curious shaped gem out of your. That just has the curious shaped gem, I guess. Alright, the undead creature, his decayed sword closed around the, around the piece of garnet, steps back and drops its sword. A sharp, cleckering echoes along the passage. The weapon strikes the floor. The hand-shaped blue garnet hanging from the corpse's neck suddenly flares, briefly illuminating almost the entire length of the corridor with a brilliant white light. As the light fades, the undead being hisses softly and bends down placing a small, triangular object on the floor. Then, with a grim snarl, the hideous creature retreats along the passage, swiftly vanishing into the gloom. You move up and examine the triangular object left by the undead being, and discover it's a flat piece of stone. Both of its size engraved with strange symbols. Curious as to what the significance of the item might be, you promptly take possession of it. It's an engraved stone triangle. Both sides of this flat stone triangle bear strange engravings. 
After taking a few moments to make certain nothing else is lurking in nearby darkness, he once again set off along the corridor. Alright, okay, I think let's go west now. As you approach Stone Ark at the western end of the corridor, a profound sense of fear washes over you. Despite the inexplicable and overwhelming terror assailing you, you feel compelled to continue towards the arcs. Suddenly, a stone triangle in your possession begins to tremble. Drawing out the curious piece, you hold it in front of you and begin begin to step bold, step slowly forward. Within grey stone at arm's length, the rising fear that seems poised to consume you ebbs slightly, picking a number. Bonus of 20 from Spirit. Got to get 50 or more. Well, I'm going to have to run away. Because I'll be too spooked. Pick now. 46. Failure. We manage less than a dozen steps along the span of the passage. Before the sphere assailing you overpowers your will. As you stumble backwards. Desperate to move away from the arc. An intense burning sensation erupts in your head. And rapidly spreads through your body. Alright. Seven damage. Winded and bewildered, but thankful survived whatever dark magic is at work here. You draw to a halt, seemingly a safe distance from the Ark, and spend the next several moments contemplating your next move. Oh dear, we're drawing... Okay, I'm approaching again. Same check again, pick now. Alright, 33, failure, same happens, 8 stamina points lost, just going to heal that now. Alright, keep approaching, keep approaching. Hold that, I'm kind of chucking the loop. Alright, same check again, pick now. 34, 34, 39, failure, 11 damage. Right, I'm picking a number, pick a number. 90, success. Finally, finally. God, that, that corridor was just too spooky. It was far too spooky for me. It was spooky, 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 spooky. It's too spooky for you and for me. And for Sir Crokington, apparently. But she, she, she did it. Because if you went down that corridor, you would have been too spooked. You would have been far too spooked. 16 XP. With each step taken, the stone triangle trembles more violently. And the fear assailing you diminishes. Suddenly, the engraved piece crumbles to dust in your hand. Its remnants slipping through your fingers like sand and scattering across the floor. Oh, it's gone. The last vestiges of the terror that threatened to consume you melt away, leaving you without what can only be described as renewed determination. Emboldened by having conquered whatever insidious forces were at work here, you continue to the end of the passage and enter the chamber beyond the arch. A stone sarcophagus, devoid of any manner of ornamentation, Stands on a raised dais in the centre of this large chamber. Various engraved symbols, all of them arcane in nature, adorn the walls, their order and placement suggesting they form a series of complex patterns. So, I can examine the sarcophagus. Now, if I do that, a lot of things are going to happen. Because when you go into the tomb and you examine the main sarcophagus, a lot of things happen. So, and the thing is, we're very close to an hour. We're at 55 minutes. Admittedly, a lot of that was me saying the word spooky. But still, let's just leave this chamber. Also, with Sir Croakin, it's a little bit hurt. So leave the chamber. No. Yes, now, now now, I can just free... Now that all the spooky energy has been absorbed by the spooky energy absorbing triangle of anti-spookdom, or whatever. Yeah, so that's great. The word spooky is going to lose all meaning. 
Alright, leave the tomb. Okay, I'm going to make my way to Twithic. I'm going to save. I'm going to go to West in, in the same tavern again as last time because I don't want to go through all that. Don't want to go through all that, all that having to explain things again. So, same tavern twice. They do ask me to pay. But, but I managed to find the... Yeah, get this. I get the gold back from the beating up a bandit that's so puny, beating up a burglar that's so puny. I don't even get any XP for it, or something like that. Anyway, go to west and have another save. So next time, we'll go into the deepest chamber of Caldra's tomb and discover exactly what fate has befallen her. And quite possibly deal with whatever malevolent entity she accidentally summoned in her desire to not die. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.